0: Welcome back to Shnai Mikra, the OU Podcast Series on Parshat HaShavua. This is Menachem Liptag, and in today's year, we continue our study of Parshat Ekev with Ravi, the fourth Aliyah. We are in Parak Yod, chapter 10 in Sefer Devarim, Pasuk Aleph, the first verse. Ba'itahi, at that time, after the events of Chet Amar Adonai Eli, God told me, Psol Lecha, Shnei Luchot Avanim K'Rishonim, Carve for yourself, Two tablets of stone, in other words, God is going to give Moshe Rabbeinu two new tablets, but the first tablets that were carved and written by God, those were broken. The new tablets, Moshe is going to have to carve them, even though God himself will write on them. So carve for yourself these two tablets. Vale elayahara, come up to me to the mountain. And also, V'asit Lacha aron etz, also make an ark made out of wood to put the tablets inside. Now, is this ark made out of wood going to be the same ark which is going to be used in the Mishkan? And is Moshe here retelling in a very short form the commandment to build the Mishkan? Or was the commandment to build the Mishkan a totally different topic? And this is simply a temporary Aaron that Moshe will need both to bring the Luchot up and take them down. We did not find a similar commandment with the first Luchot for a very obvious reason. The first luchot, God carves the luchot, and therefore Moshe did not need an Aaron to bring them up. The second luchot, Moshe is going to carve them and bring them with him, and therefore he's going to need an Aaron to carry them. Chizkuni makes a very interesting comment, and he says one of the reasons why God tells Moshe to make an Aaron made out of aids is to make sure that this time around he won't break them. The last time he was carrying them with his own two hands and he broke them. This time when he comes down, he doesn't want Moshe to get angry and quickly break them like he did last time. Therefore, he tells him, make an ark and put them there for safekeeping. Ramban takes issue with Rashi's approach that there were two arks. One ark was used for the Luchot. The other ark was used for the broken Luchot. One was kept in the Mishkan and the other went with them to war. Ramban, in his commentary, this pasuk takes issue with that approach, claiming there was only one aron, and the broken Luchot and the regular Luchot were both in the same aron. But this argument has to do with a much more fundamental controversy between Rashi and Ramban in regard to when was the commandment for the Mishkan first given beyond the scope of Arshir. Pasik Bet, verse 2, God is still commanding Moshe Rabbeinu. What are you supposed to do? V'achtov ala luchot et advarim ha'yu luchot Rishonim asher shibarta. God tells Moshe that I, God, will write on these luchot that you are carving the same words or the same commandments that were on the first luchot that you had broken, but some and after I write on them, then you will put them into the aron. So Moshe did relate to the people what God had commanded him. Now Moshe is going to tell the people how he fulfilled that commandment. aron at I made an ark made out of acacia wood. And I carved out two stones like the first ones. Then I went up to the mountain. And these two tablets were in my hand. God then wrote on these tablets, just like the first writing, the Ten Terms of the Covenant, the same words that God spoke to you from the mountain, from within the fire on the day that everyone gathered in Harsinai, the day of Matan Torah, and God gave them to me at that time the v'arade minahar, I turned and then went down from the mountain, after God wrote on the luchot, the words of the covenant. V'asim et Barona baron Then I put the tablets with the writing of God on them in the ark that I had made, v'ayusham kasher tsibane adonai, and they remained there as God had commanded me. Now is that referring to they remained in that ark, and that became the ark of the mishkan, or they remained in this ark until the Mishkan was built, and then they moved them into the permanent Aaron. That again is an argument among the commentators. Now we're going to find a very abrupt change of topic. Pasuk vav, uveneisol nesumi berot bnei Mosera. Bneisol traveled from a place called Berot bnei to a site called Mosera. Sham met Aaron, bai sham. Aaron died and he was buried. Bai Chahin Elazar Berot Tachtav and his son, Elazar, assumed the high priesthood in place of him. From there they traveled to a place called Gudgod, that's after Aaron's death. And from there to Yotvata, a land that had many brooks of water. Here we're describing an event that took place in the 40th year, because we know from Parshat Maseh, that Aaron died in the fifth month in the 40th year. In the previous Pasuk, We were still talking about the date of Yom Kippur, the 10th of Tishrei, in the first year, the day that Moshe came down with the second Luchot. So how do we skip 40 years and for what reason? To explain what's happening in chapter 10, I'd like to suggest that this forms an appendix to the events that Moshe described in chapter 9. In chapter 9, Moshe, in his rebuke of the nation, reminded them of the events of what happened with the sin of the golden calf and how he broke the first Luchot. He also told them how God was angry with Aaron, but he prayed on his behalf. Now, in chapter 10, Moshe is going to explain in the aftermath of breaking the first lachot, how God commanded him to carve two new Luchot that became the replacement for the first ones that he broke. And that was in response to his prayer that God not destroy the nation, but rather reestablish the covenant. Moshe Rabbeinu also prayed on behalf of Aaron, and now Moshe Rabbeinu explains to the people that God listened to his prayer in regard to Aaron as well, and he lived until the 40th year and therefore, he describes that Aaron was not buried until they traveled from Beirut to Moserah. Events that they all remember happened in the 40th year, several months earlier. Only several months before the speech, which was given in the 11th month. Recall that Aaron died in the 5th month in the 40th year. So therefore, Moshe Rabenu, because he mentioned that God was angry with Aaron and wanted to destroy him, Moshe prayed and God listened to his prayer. Therefore, he describes here the death of Aaron. Also in the story of Chet Egel. Moshe had asked who had come to his aid, and Bnei Levi came to his assistance to punish those who had sinned. In that context, he's going to talk about how God separated the tribe of Levi at that time in order to serve him on a permanent basis. That will be now in Pasachet in verse 8. At that time, after the events of the sin of the golden calf, God separated the tribe of Levi, to carry this covenant of the Ark of God, to stand in front of God, to serve Him, and to bless in His name, referring to Brikat Kohanim, to this very day. Because of that, Levi will not have an inheritance together with his brethren. As they're about to enter the land of Israel, we know that they're going to conquer the land and divide it into the tribes. Moshe is explaining this is the reason why the tribe of Levi will not get their own Nahala, will, will not receive their own inheritance. Instead, they'll be scattered and every tribe has to give them several cities. Adonai God will be his inheritance. Kasher diber Adonai just as Hashem, your God, had spoken in His regard, that separation of the tribe of Levi happened at the time of Chet Moshe now will conclude this section of his speech with one last comment in regard to the events of the sin of the calf, Pasikyod, Vonachi, Bahar Kayamim Yom, Laila, I stood at the mountain just like the first forty days for another forty days and forty nights. Adonai Eli, Gamba Pamahi, God listened to my prayers that time as well. Lo Ava Adonai Hashkitecha, God agreed not to destroy you. And because of that, the covenant with God continues. And they have to continue on their journey to the land, and that's why now, forty years later, they're about to enter the land. told me at that time, "Kum lech am, get up and continue on that journey, leading the nation, and go and conquer the land that I swore to their fathers, to the forefathers, to give them." Of course, that was a commandment in the first year. After Moshe came down with the second Luchot, Moshe is mentioning that commandment because they also now are preparing to enter the land and they should be ready now, just like the first generation was, with the Luchot and with the Mishkan, with all the laws and the covenant. that Moshe is teaching them now in Sefer Tvarim. They should be ready and not repeat the mistakes of the first generation. This concludes Ravi, the fourth Aliyah. In chamishi tomorrow's Aliyah, Moshe Rabbeinu is going to continue his rebuke and explain to the people what are the basics of a relationship with God and what does He expect from them in order for this relationship to be complete?